Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017, a podcast about Ghostwatch 2016, a podcast about Common Rider Ghost. I have asked Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Hello. To give me feedback on uh, my earlier analysis of Common Rider Ghost. Three, two, one. Episode 28, Star Eyes. We discover Mr. Steampunk's plan for the music gnome while all the Common Riders escape from hell. Accurate. The descriptions are always accurate. Look, you wanted feedback. <laughs> I wasn't expecting I, I was actually just expecting you to only catch me on the mistakes. Well, sorry for my positive feedback. Yeah, so I, I don't know if uh, there's room <laughs> in this situation for positive feedback. Um, I'll have to check. Uh, yeah. I was going to play the back song. We were watching a show made of reject Sony R&D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest post that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this metafun, rehashing the show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghostwatch 2017. I remember that Mr. Steampunk was having the music gnome write a jingle for the Demi Project. Yeah, like some intro music or something. I mean, it yeah. was like for the announcement. A jingle would make, that would be really funny. Igor, right. music man, no, not music man. Science man. Steampunk. steampunk. Mr. Steampunk. Steampunk science man. Mr. Steampunk. Hair, hair steampunk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just because he's evil doesn't make him German. The man is a Japanese alien, okay? <laughs> I'm doing my best. Uh, he never explained what he wanted, which I think was the problem with music. No, he just shouted a lot about <laughs> how what was happening was not good enough. So whether it was a jingle or like two hours of tasteful background music or like <laughs> A trailer music accompaniment. Yeah, this has always yeah. struck me about Music Gnome is that he was always un- underused, mm-hmm. underutilized, poorly managed. Yeah. Given no direction. Poor Music Gnome. Mm. Music Gnome is now definitely my favorite gnome for like a variety of reasons. I think if he'd like done some kind of like techno remix of uh, the sound of somebody being slapped in the face, it would have gone over very well. <laughs> <laughs> I continue my ship for the exact same reasons as last week <laughs> with more evidence to support me <laughs> yeah always there's always more evidence for that yep i mean so the new ship is music gnome and cubert <laughs> oh so i did and? i did enjoy that uh so you guys call him qb which to be fair i think is his real name in the show at the end you named the music gnome moby which i assume is because of mozart and like to go with qb no no, is there no reason? Uh, it's it's more complicated than that. It's Moby for the bald music man. What? Like yeah, porcelain Moby, yeah, the the electronica artist. Yeah. Oh, I, I and also that. because there was an anime called Classic Lloyd, where the clones or reincarnations of famous composers were like all living in this house and doing giant robot fights. It's a very silly show, but they were uh, giant robot fights. In the first episode, there's a giant robot. The The power of okay. music, uh, which is a magic power, brings a house to life, and it fights. Mm. A wrecking ball, I believe? 
is the cross section of classical composers or not so classical composers in that show the same as the ones that you guys mentioned in the episode? Because I did. I was I was like, hey, this is a good but semi eclectic list of classical musicians. Beethoven, Mozart, Liszt. Uh, I don't remember who else shows up. They kind of mostly just invade this girl's space. She uh, inherits a building and some of these dudes are already living in it. Okay. And then her EDM neighbor also decides to crash there. But anyways, Mozart, the happy pink jumping character, goes by Moby or Moza. Okay. Um. It does kind of come back to Mozart. Yeah. Because what I thought then... It's definitely Moby for the, the angry bald jumping man. I see. I figured that since I call him Hubert instead of QB, it should be Mozart instead of Mozart. <laughs> like Colbert and Colbert? Yeah. Mozart. Mozart. Mozart and Hubert, who uh, elope. I like that Hubert sounds like his full, like his full given name. Yeah, that's true. QB is short, short for Hubert, and Moby yeah. is short for Mozart. Mozart. <laughs> but so Mozart, I always, I love Mozart the first time that he appeared because he's a cool music named Ganma and I like his, his right. style. Yes. And now uh, he eloped with the character I hated and hopefully <laughs> they won't be on the show anymore. So <laughs> Too bad. I thought you'd be happy about that. I didn't know this was the episode where that happened or I would have been like because I, I wanted to just snicker behind my hand at every time music gnome because I don't remember how long a steampunk dragged him around. <laughs> I, don't lo- I don't know how many hey, play music for me. No, that's the wrong music scenes there are in the series. But I definitely remember them them getting together. Yes, well, I hope that they've gone off and will never come back, because as much as I would like to see Mozart again, that's a, a price I'll pay to never see Qbert again. Also, Mozart had the tiny toy piano that he was sadly clinking on, and it was... Yes! I wanted them to play Linus and Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it was good. There was like a whole medley of nice classical pieces he was playing for Igor. Though it was at like, I feel like more than one point, Mozart or Steampunk Man described what Mozart was doing as composing. It was like, well. Listen, obviously, Steampunk does not know these pieces. So, like, Mozart probably got like fed up with composing his own compositions when they were constantly being rejected. He's like, fine, I'll just play you some existing music. Has he ever played an original piece? I don't think so. Because he might just be lying to Igor. (laughs) Yeah, I think that Mozart is just a plagiarist. But he knows it. I don't think he's I don't think he's naive. I think he knows a lot about classical music. Seems like I wish that I could name the classical pieces, but the problem with naming classical pieces is that they're all named like Sonata number twelve in A major. And then I mean, you could just throw some names out and I'll just agree with you because they all sound the same. There needs to be more symphonies and sonatas with actual names. But I guess when you write like a hundred of them, you're too busy coming up with music to come up with names for music. Oh, come on. Every, every, every musician of this era manages to do it. It's not like Kanye's like song seven. I mean, I guess Blur got away with that. It's more like scoring a movie. And the title uh... of the song is just usually like a line from the chorus. You're already making yeah, words. It's oh. just a section from some other music. Which is why so, like, I guess what do you call it? It's like this sonata is in the key of A major, so I'm gonna name it Sonata in A major. Yeah. Okay, but if Beethoven's I wanna say fifth was actually called da 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 dum, it would be a lot more clear. 
know I'm right. <laughs> I mean, I am just entertaining the thought now of just how many classical pieces would just be an attempt at phonetically writing out their primary theme. Oh. Ode to Joy could just be do, 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 do. You'd have to do the whole thing, though. Like, yeah, I know. Or like, the, or like the one that everybody likes with the choral bit. They could just call it that. <laughs> that one they used in Evangelion. I don't know. Yeah. You see, that's what you can really do. You can be like that one from V for Vendetta by Tchaikovsky. But then I'd have to remember watching V for Vendetta. But you can't do that one from 2001 by Holst. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one that was also Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, the weird Johnny Depp one with the squirrels. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm aware of that movie. I've seen it twice. I just I just I hate the burn ward. <laughs> the burn ward. I do not remember the burn ward. There's just like a cutaway to people with injuries. Oh, like okay. Like Loompas, let's say in the background getting injured or puppets or something. I don't remember that either. I thought I did, but then I was like no, I'm just thinking of the squirrels again. I'm gonna look it up. I'm, I'm more annoyed by the fact that Tim Burton did a remake of it, saying that he wanted one that was closer, that was like more like the book, and then he added the stupid like dentist father subplot, which is not in the book. And I'm like, utterly unnecessary, and it, the opposite of what you said you were trying to do. And I'm so sick of daddy issues in movies. I could really do without ever seeing them again. Wait till you play video games. <laughs> I do play video games. <laughs> Adam has a lot of, of anger. <laughs> I, I do. Boy! Wait a minute. I'm just like, you know, there's other plots besides I'm mad at my dad. Listen, e 3 What about I'm a father? Yeah, it might be that the video game industry has accidentally brought about a series of games about young women because they had to make all these games about sad dads and their daughters. <laughs> and now the dads, they kept killing them off or making them get old. And it's like, oh, you know, we have a or, bunch of female main characters. They were like, hey, talk to me about Last of Us. You can play the daughter. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. You're a sad dad for most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes you're the daughter. Eh? Maybe, hey? maybe it's because the games industry is overly dominated by male creators. And how so could that have happened? How industry. could no one have noticed? Oh, I think people noticed. Oh, man. Anyway, more Horizon Zero Dawns is what I'm saying. Yes. All right. I just, you guys pull Gershwin as a composer, and I was like, what an odd choice. Not that I have anything against Gershwin. Why is that an odd choice? Fantasia. Like, I grew up with Rhapsody in Blue oh, as, so. as an example of, here's fun music. Okay. That's fair. I guess I just have my own set of, like, biases in terms of what composers I think of as being well-known. Because, like, I've never encountered Gershwin outside of Fantasia, but I guess Fantasia is, like, a big touchstone. Did I drop Dvorak at all? Like, I don't think I would have. No, no Dvorak. Not with, not with Heather and Kate. Often Bach, though. But that's just because I know people know Bach. Uh, and so uh, similar names is a funny thing. Not not because I think people like Often Bach. What about Ravel? I didn't, I didn't drop a Ravel. No, oh, I don't think so. I, I was just trying to <laughs> join the conversation. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah Ravel's good. Um, I was very afraid for a little while that Onari was going to get knife knifed in the face again. <laughs> <laughs> How 
how dare they threaten Onari with knife knife once more. I thought I was over it, and then it was like, no, I'm still very afraid. <laughs> I don't want to see it again. It's okay, his boyfriend's saving it. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. I did a lot of, like, caps typing in my notes, because there was a lot <laughs> of radical explosions and things happening and shipping. Uh, also, oh, music in a non-classical sense, the music in this episode was so good. Like, we got the cool acoustic extended version of Spectre's theme. Oh! He was giving some tough love to Makoto, and then as uh, Pretty Boy went into his, like, flashback to realize that Utopia is not so Utopia, it was, like, this awesome ramping up music that ends with him just screaming. It was so good! I was very angry that the clone boy showed up to mess with the sweet moment between Makoto and Pretty Boy, though. Oh, Pretty Boy's being like, I don't have anything left. And Makoto was having the chance to be, you have me. Uh-huh, it didn't uh-huh. quite go that way, but it, it basically did. It's like Makoto owes him so much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that Makoto <laughs> deals with his friends having problems by punching them. Oh. <laughs> yes. I was surprised all over again, and I was like, oh, wait, Makoto has done this before. I should have known. I feel like he's setting a bad example for little boys. Common Rider in general is a bad example for little boys. Yeah. Like, I had a friend whose child watched him play Yakuza, and then Ooh. the Uh-oh. child would pick things up, such as traffic cones, and then beat people, maybe. <laughs> so... I feel like in general, there's a lot of nice lessons about like friends and friends helping each other. And you've even gotten this episode, Onari, you know, um, giving mercy to military man and then military man helps him out. There's a lot of good lessons. I do feel like Makoto repeatedly demonstrating that the way to handle your friends being really sad is to punch them so hard that they just collapse onto the ground and then yell at them. That's not a good life lesson. It's not the worst life lesson. I've never tried it, and maybe it would work? I guess. We'll have to test it. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, I need to find a friend. (laughs) A friend in need. I don't see any... There's no friends in my eyeline right now, but I'll keep that in mind. Lucky them. We'll report back in a future episode of Ghostwatch 2017. I feel like I'm going to like be walking down White Ave and just randomly bump into Alexi, and she's just going to haul off and punch me (laughs) before I have a chance to react. No, well, it's all right. First, you need to establish that you're down and, and sad in some way. and like well, Maybe I look sad. Need encouragement, yeah. Be careful. Make sure to smile really big if you ever see me. I think I have resting sad face. That's dangerous. No, you don't. You're, you, you've got a very neutral resting face. Oh, thank God. Also, a hair to hide half of your face in. That's true. But Alexi might be in danger. I'm not going to punch Alexi. Good Lord. I've been told I have a sunny disposition, so I don't think that you'll mistake me as being. Uh, that uh, is true. Kind of a good yeah, that's very accurate. Who told you that? You should commend that person. Just be like, <laughs> yes, yes, people agree. <laughs> ten out of ten doctors agree. Of all the people I know that have like any braided pigtails, you are <laughs> the only one that could pull it off. <laughs> yeah, really. I've switched mostly from having the two to just the one. 
that's like a mature thing now to do, right? But you were already like in your 20s. So <laughs> like I felt like it, that was just the path you were on. Like, yeah, this works. It's worked for 20 years. Why would I change? It's part of your brand. Got to maintain that brand. Got to make sure that my brand is a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs> but again, not a lot of people could pull that off into in their 20s or into their 30s. I wish my brand was being a 10-year-old girl. That sounds like the intro to Thailand that Terry Gilliam did, and I'm, I'm just oh. going <laughs> to... Should I, should I start thanking the audience now? Uh. <laughs> Thailand's a bad movie. I watched I it like, like three it. times in a row. Why? Well, you hate yourself? No, not, not anymore. Uh, okay. Not since Tideland. Were you, were you trying to like disinfect yourself by repeated, like inoculate yourself by repeated no. exposure? No, it's, I finally got the chance to share a bad smell with someone. Like that's not a thing that many uh, women do, at least. It's just like, haha, this thing. This will definitely okay. make people react, and I know I can withstand it. Uh, okay. But how will other people react? And so I spread it around a bit. Gotcha. <laughs> My current thing is the second Todrick Hall musical. It might as well just be called Wanted, but like in all caps so that you know that he's screaming. Don't know what you're talking about. Well, I'll show you. Oh, God. It's on YouTube. Uh. Anyways, back to the episode. Yeah. Uh, While well, I find this video for Adam. No. There's the new Deep Spectre. Looks really good. He's got flame shoulders. He's got a fast little gun, which you guys brilliantly named Gun Glasses Slasher. That's its real name. That is, is it? its real name? Okay. Well done. I don't remember. Uh, and the aforementioned uh, titular Star Tights. And it's interesting that he's gone more purple than blue. Kind of a bit of a color shift. But then I was noticing that his normal, like, motorcycle jacket does have kind of like a half star pattern on the top of it. Mm. So it's all very consistent, which is neat. I think the, like, purple is like a darker color, so it sort of goes with deep. Right. Okay, I've gone back to Jeff, definitely check. It's it's the sunglasses slasher blaster mode. Oh, so it's the same gun? It's the same weapon. Huh. In a different uh, format. Gun glasses flasher is a much better name. Yes. The common rider people should call you guys up. Yes. 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 Well, I mean, they did take your advice on having like somebody with a with with like a uh, record player on them, except it was one of the common riders rather than one of the enemies. But they they took that up like before you even suggested it. And I don't hate them for that. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't want to hey, click on this. Hey, Adam, there's a link in the no. chat for you to click on. No. It's an I'm hour and a half. Right an hour and a half. And I recommend, instead of watching that, watch his uh, Wizard of Oz concept album about going to LA to be a song person. I don't even know who Todrick Hall is. Is he, uh, is he the guy that World of the Worlds thing? No, that that's... Something? That's Jeff Wayne. Okay. From the seventies. Uh, this is this is this is this year. This was published on March. Okay. Well, I have it in a tab now. Yeah. Uh. 
All I know is I clicked forward to a random spot and there's a sign in front of a store that says Pinky's Asshole Store. Oh, God. <laughs> like I'm going to add this to my watch later list. And then I will probably not watch <laughs> well, it. Well, report, report back next week on the findings from this challenge. Uh, <laughs> this isn't Dubai Friday. <laughs> I'm not making you watch this. This okay. is... This is my example of a bad smell that I share with people. I will, I will watch a little bit of it just so that I know, maybe. A little sampler smell, like those little tiny perfume bottles. Yes, which, I mean, still smell as much as a full perfume bottle. I went to Lush to try and get like this lip balm stuff, and I wandered over to where the perfume stuff was, because I was like, hey, I'm just wasting time. And there was a rock next to each type of perfume, and I was like, do I smell the rock? <laughs> is that what this is here spray for? Spray the rock and then smell the rock. Maybe. Or maybe have the rocks been pre-sprayed. I think oh. you are supposed to smell what the rock is cooking. <laughs> yeah. Were the rocks warm or cold to the touch? <laughs> they were room temperature. Maybe it's like coffee. It's supposed to, you're supposed to smell the rock to clear your... Nasal palette. Your, your nose oh. palate. Yeah, your nose palate. That makes a lot of sense. I did pick up the rock and sniff it, and it was like, <laughs> well, this does have a smell, but I don't know what this type of rock would smell like normally. Hmm. And I was, I felt like I couldn't tell if I'd been tricked into smelling a rock. <laughs> <laughs> or if I was trying to come off as like a hit young rock smelling <laughs> proper 25 year old. It just, it doesn't help that everyone in Lush is always like super hip. Oh, it was in Lush. Are you sure the rock yeah. wasn't the bath bomb? <laughs> or so. It's hard to tell in Lush. You smelled the rock. Did you lick the rock? Because that's what geologists do. Ooh. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to be a fossil, so I didn't lick it. Also, I'm, perfume usually does taste nasty. No, no. no. For normal rocks, you lick them. Uh, I think it's archaeologists that lick to check between rock and bone. But mm. I, don't think, I don't think fossils have a distinct flavor. Oh, fossils stick on the tongue. Oh. I, no, bones stick on the tongue. This is a difference. I think fossils also stick on uh, the tongue. Maybe. Maybe they're porous a little bit. I want, an open, I want to open a store where I just trick people into doing stupid things, like smelling rocks. So just have like a really nice display with a bunch of rocks. Just smell these. Like you go in and like even the function of the store is very obscure. And you're just sort of like, maybe I need to try this. Okay, so I was describing the museum that's in Prince George to my friends, and they were like, what do you mean you had a plasma ball and a bunch of classic Canadian cartoons and a plesiosaur skeleton and then also all this forestry stuff? That's not how museums do. Museums have to have a specific purpose. So you, what, you're, what you're looking for is an interactive <laughs> museum, Adam. Yes, <laughs> where I can trick people into doing things because yeah. they think it's science. Exactly. It it's called Naturalis, and it is in Leiden, in the Netherlands. What? <laughs> Naturalis has some really important finds. Uh, I don't remember if it's the Java Man. One of the important hominin discoveries is... Oh, a bog person. Yeah, no. okay. Um, but also there is, at least when I was there, which I guess was three years ago, uh, a section on the senses. And one of the things... Okay, there's a lot of traps, but one of the best <laughs> ones... <laughs> Is that there are a series of spouts. They look kind of like soap dispensers. Oh. 
And they say, did you know the taste is made up of five different components? Sweet, sour, umami, etc. <laughs> and it says, it, put wait, your ham uh, uh, your, uh, in the dispenser and see if you can taste which component it is. Wow. And so you put your bare ass hand, which has touched God knows what, yeah. underneath one of these things. And it squirts some clear liquid onto your palm. And then you lick your palm. <laughs> And discover, mmm, umami. <laughs> and then it's like, oh god, that was the worst taste ever. I need something to fix this. Let me try the other spout, because I need to find sweet. And instead you find sugar, or not sugar, you find like sourness. And it's like, okay, this is even worse. And of course, sweet is the last one. Um, so that was a trap. Another fun one is that there was a section on smell. And there was a series of boxes where you would put your nose up to it and press a button and it would exude some smell inside the box and you were supposed yes. to guess what it was. And then there's a thing that you could flip underneath. Pretty standard. One of the boxes, it was like, it smelled it. It's like, oh, that one's really rank. What, what the hell is that? Flip the sign. It's shit. Uh -huh. It's a shit smell. No, they've got a baby diaper at the, at the Odyssey at the Telus World of Science in Edmonton. I'm certain oh, they yeah. have baby diaper smell. Yeah. So what you're saying is I've been beaten to my genius idea. By science exhibits? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to do better yeah. than that. You'll have your own unique flavor. I guess. Or smell. Yeah. Or maybe do something with touch. Ah. Uh -huh. Yes. I'll work on it. But yeah. I'll workshop science it. Science museums are, are pretty good. I think that scientists enjoy messing with people when they get the chance, which is in science museums. And the Dutch, most of all, I think, just kind of don't give a shit and think that's hilarious. Oh, when I was on a, a field trip as a child, I think to the Vancouver Science World, they had a display up that was like, I don't know, a 30-foot track. It was like, hey, enter this gate, go the other gate, and you can race whatever animal you want. <laughs> <laughs> so you run through, and it does like the timed uh, stops, right? But it's like, hit the grizzly bear thing. Oh, like, I gotta make sure I can outrun a grizzly bear, because that might come up in my lifetime. Like, outrunning yep. a dolphin or a cheetah on a short distance? No, no, I no. I think you could outrun a dolphin. I did. I did. I did beat the dolphin, but I did not beat the grizzly bear. I mean, assuming the dolphin's on land. Right? That's a dire thing to learn as a child. Like, I, don't, I don't see the point in comparing your, like, land speed to a dolphin's swimming speed. That doesn't prove anything. No, no. Land speed. Yeah. Well, dolphins the dolphin's not, not going to go very fast. I would go like skiing with my snowboard buddies, and they'd hit a flat spot, and I'd be like, hey, hey, hey. yeah. Because in skis, you can you can still move on flat spots. I'm not sure if, yeah, not sure how much winter education uh, you or the listeners have. I have plenty of skiing experience. I have only ever cross country skied, and I've only done it twice. I have been skiing in the mountains twice and in like the hills many a time. But the entire point of cross-country skiing is to move across flat surfaces. So you understand oh, yeah. that you can, you can with skis. And you yeah. can see how you couldn't with a snowboard. Yes. Oh, I see. Because you basically okay. got both of your legs immobilized. Yeah. Maybe there's some kind of cool snake motion that you can do. To no. 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 I would like to race on land a seal as they do that weird bouncing thing. You just want to watch the seal, though. Yes. 
you seen through my clever plan. <laughs> also, I feel like I could probably beat them. I'm picking an animal I think I could beat. I could run to the end and then turn around and just watch them. What about an elephant seal? Like, uh, because they might oh. try to actually crush you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Did you know a walrus can create so much suction with its mouth that what it does is poke a hole in a seal and then it sucks like the meat and fat out from under the skin? No. no. And I didn't want to know that. Wow. So thanks. That's not... Of all the places I could imagine that sentence going from where it started, no. Yeah. <laughs> Although you should watch an anime called Moyashimon where they, where they mm. do the bury a seal thing and then eat it. Yeah. It's about fermented foods. It's, a, it's an anime about fermented foods. Okay. So you, you know, sucking the innards out of a seagull from, from the ass first. It's not, a, it's not a seagull. It's the other thing. See, well, don't you put like a s- seagull like in a seal or something? Yeah, you do that. Yeah, and then you ferment it because in the Arctic, you don't have a lot of options for getting certain nutrients. And that's a way to sort of fake it up. I'm not sure there's a nutrient reason. I think I thought that was why they did it. And your body like wants it so bad that it doesn't mind that you're like sucking fermented seagull out of a seal's butt. See, I always assumed it was just a just an acquired taste. Right? I think it's like when babies eat drywall because they're not getting enough calcium. They do what? Yeah. Sometimes like if if like babies aren't getting enough calcium, they've been known to eat drywall. This is my understanding. You know, like how some days like you're low on like salt and then you eat something with salt in it and your body's like, oh my god, this is the best thing ever. Yes. Yeah, it's like that only with drywall. Like I've heard of I've heard of children eating match heads. Yeah, same principle. But what? not like a baby <laughs> tearing well, apart a, a baby. wall. Okay. A wall with its bare hands. Might be exaggerating. Just like a fist through a wall and then it just like re- removes like a fistful of the stuffing and just crams it in. I was like, oh, this baby needed to eat glass, whatever, whatever sort of fibrous. I was already <laughs> kind of afraid of babies. There's, nothing, there's no nutrients in glass. Hey, Alexi, did you know sometimes babies eat drywall for no reason? <laughs> no, yeah. Sometimes they like, just no, acquire the reason. taste. They acquire the taste for drywall and then they have cravings. They can't be stopped. <laughs> That's what I get for trying to educate you. You have to baby proof your home and make sure it's solid brick. Right. My sister had just had twins recently, and now picturing them both like punching through the walls, growing <laughs> in. They were premature too, so they might need nutrients. And then they just drag it in backwards like a weasel <laughs> or a ferret. <laughs> like I'm building in here. I need uh-huh. these things. They need nutrients. Is never a good <laughs> phrase. It's what like everybody needs creative. nutrients. <laughs> They're important. Yeah, I don't think that would make me suck a seagull ass. <laughs> we don't know what you'd do. I'd do it once. You'd like got really like pushed to the edge. Uh, well, I know urine's very high on the list. <laughs> I would sterile. do urine. I, it's not sterile. That's a lie. I have a friend who specializes in like human waste. <laughs> Okay. Okay. And studying yeah. uh, the source and transmissions of diseases. So like E. coli or like stuff getting in the water supply. So you got to test for that. So yeah, urine is not sanitary. 
if if I want to end a conversation with my wife, I merely have to say the words urine is sterile and she will stop talking to me. <laughs> okay, well, it works for that, yes. But don't go pissing on a jellyfish and don't don't drink your urine because you think it's safe. Some people think it's good for you. What you can do is leave it and uh, develop ammonia. So that's mm. fine. So you can preserve kaiju remains? So you can make soap. But kaiju remains is a different different topic. Did you know if you've had enough alcohol to drink and then you urinate and you save the urine, the alcohol that's left in your system in the urine will like separate out onto the top? You can skim it? Yeah, well, no, seriously, some, some alcoholics will do that and then like in the morning, like drink the top layer of alcohol. How do they have the, the facilities? I, I mean, I guess they just like make sure they have like a pot around for when they get home. I don't know. Like a homebrew setup for your own piss. No, you just like you just leave it in like like a piece of crockery or something. and It'll separate itself out and then you get a straw. But you have to do the next days as well. You, like every day or whenever you piss, you have to like add to this. Like, is it? No, you then you dump then you dump it out. You have one piss dish. Yeah. And then you dump it out. You only need, I mean, you're not, it's, it's not like more alcohol is going to separate out. Why not? There's a finite amount. What if you really need a drink? Like how, how long are you going to wait? That's too bad. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I'm not an alcoholic. I don't know how this works. (laughs) Oh, well, huh. You have your bathtub still. And you have your shade, the changing man. So how was the rest of the episode, Alexi? Yeah. Oh, pretty good. They they made a nice picture of them all together. It was very wholesome. Mm. The picture, yes. I think in that one, Makoto is off brooding alone. Yes. Wait. No, he and Spectre are brooding together. I think. Oh, oh. Like, what was the actual plot of this one? And was it like what? What enemy did they fight? Or was oh, there? They an fought enemy? Pimple Boy. The, yeah. Oh no. I also called him Baboon Boy. <laughs> so it was kind of like a baboon butt, but a mandrill. That's accurate. Yes, it was. And the Japanese love mandrills. Who yeah. wouldn't? Mandrills are fantastic. I don't like the ass. I like the little kinky tail, <laughs> but not the ass. Yeah, I like those Japanese like monkeys that hang out at hot springs. Snow monkeys, yes. They're tremendous. They are great. My dad is going to go to Japan in December, and he has only two plans, and one is to get drunk and try and become the mascot of a group of Japanese salarymen, <laughs> and the other is to go swimming with the monkeys in a hot, 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 hot onsen kind of situation. Does he know about the deer? Yep. No, are there also deer there's, in onsen? What? No, there's no, deer no, no, in no. Nara. Nara. And they you oh. buy them cookies, and they just wander around and eat cookies from your hand. Some of them are taught to bow. They're amazing. Like, if you bow to them, they'll bow back. Oh, my back. God. Okay, I have actually seen videos of that, and I definitely should point that out to my dad. Yes. Especially because, like, God, I need to give him some wholesome activities, because I am convinced he is going to get arrested and end up in a Japanese prison and never come back. Hmm. Are there Japanese prisons? There, I don't know. There must be, because there's an anime called Prison. There are Japanese. Hmm. Maybe he'll just end up in, like, a kaiji situation. Oh, if he ends up in a kaiju situation that I don't, I'll never forgive him. Kaiji, not kaiju. Which would be better? Okay. I don't know what a kaiju situation is. It, it, he, he's heavily in debt and has to go through a series of humiliating uh, challenges to try to get out of debt. Each of which actually only puts him further in debt. Huh. But he's very good at yeah. games. And so keeps yes. gambling. <laughs> this could all happen, sure. 
the tracks. Uh, yeah, baboon butt, baboon boy, butt balls. I don't like him. <laughs> Nobody likes him. Well, good thing he's gone forever. He's there forever. <laughs> 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 no, I was already I was mad because at the end of the episode it shows like the null space where those slabs live and the red one for Baboon Boy is kind of missing and then it's kind of like reforming and there's like smoky stuff and I was really hoping it was going to be a definitive like oh this slab's destroyed now there's only like 12 more to go or whatever but no instead it just like reformed and was there and I got the sense that maybe Baboon Boy was not gone. It's like, damn. They're immortal, and do you see how many slabs there are? There's a lot. There's there's literally no storyline that Ghost can't just run into the ground. <laughs> I don't like the design at all. Like, at least the Ganma all had some kind of weird gimmick. The, the Ganma are fun. The Ganmisers have, like, an element and metal name, or something like that. Mm. Or it's like, Metal Phoenix or Fire Phoenix or something like that. And if we could read, maybe we could figure that out, but we can't. <laughs> so it's just like, here's the red one that's different from the other red one. Well, Dunk, I don't like them. <laughs> I was hoping they'd go away. Nope. I should have known better. Dunk on the show goes away. <laughs> Except the mailman. Oh, no. Oh, not the mailman. No, I think he's in, he's in like the oh, last probably. episode, isn't he? He better be. He's an important character. But uh, yeah, that, that pretty much, I think, sums it up. I also, I want to see Hubert and Mobert go to Eurovision. I think their Eurovision act would be spectacular and just the kind of thing that Eurovision oh, needs. Yeah. There's no way that they would do a ballad. Oh, Eurovision. Uh, I'm okay that Israel won. Not my top. I think my top was Finland, but Israel was like noticeably skill. I love the piano coffin that then lit on fire. Oh, the Ukraine? Yeah. <laughs> the first time I saw that, I was like, there's a stool at that piano that he's getting out of, like, a coffin. <laughs> so I just spent the entire video waiting for him to actually play the piano. But I bet you didn't expect the fire. <laughs> Did not expect the fire. Yeah. It's like, I'm so fixated on whether or not he would play the piano. Like It's like, oh no, he walks all the way down the stairs. That's Oh, the stairs are on fire. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. That was excellent. On the whole, there was not enough of that kind of shit in this year's Eurovision. But when we had it, I still appreciate it. It was also fun working with a British guy, Beam Dog Chris, and just constantly asking him what he thought of Eurovision because he hates it. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Any criticisms, Adam? No, but I did <gasps> about like two hours ago. Uh, watch the past year's Common Rider crossover film, Common Rider Generations Heisei Final. And it was good, and it had Ghost in it, and it had some, it had a couple of really good Inari scenes that I think Alexi would like. <gasps> oh, and lots of explosions, oh. and like six generations of Common Riders, and it was cool. So here's the plan we watch the Ghost uh, X Aid yeah. movie, and we watch that. Do we just start that now? It's it's primarily a build X Aid crossover series, but it does have Ghost and O's and Gaim and Forze in it as well. Ooh. And they each sort of get like their little moment to shine. And it's actually really good about sort of adhering to what was established in all the shows and the continuity and it explains 
a bunch of stuff that they could they could have just a lot of the times they just sort of hand wave away. Uh, but in this case, they were really good about being like, no, this is when this happens. This is why this happens. This is why this makes sense for all the shows. It was it was cool. Hmm. That was my capsule review. Because of Nari, I'd watch it. I, I, as, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, Alexi would watch this. <laughs> we could also watch the Elaine side stories, right. the web yep. stuff. And the direct-to-video post-series episode of Ghost. Yes. Which is surprisingly violent. Yeah. What? Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Actually, I have to take a break for a moment, and I'll be right back. So you two can talk for a bit, and then we'll say goodbye. Hello, Alexi. Hi, Adam. Did did you know that the second part of the CGI Godzilla trilogy came out in Japan a couple weeks ago? No, I didn't. It did. Is it as terrible as the first half? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. It should be out on Netflix in like two months. What? But I was confused and I thought it was going to like come out on Netflix at the same time it released in Japan. And I was waiting with apprehension for it to show up. And then I discovered it wasn't going to. Yeah. I mean, I really don't know if I'll even watch it. Maybe I guess I'll let it come out and I'll see what other people say. And if they're like, no, no, it's way, way, way better then okay, I guess so. But I was really disappointed by the first part. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know. All right. I will watch it regardless. (laughs) You'll take that bullet. Also, Toho announced that uh, in a couple of years, they're going to start a Godzilla, a new Godzilla franchise. Instead of continuing from Shin Godzilla, they're going to start like a, like an extended franchise. Um, but they oh. have to wait a couple of years because Legendary Pictures has some sort of like deal where they're not supposed to make like a bunch of Japanese Godzilla movies while Legendary is making their stuff. What? Yeah. How dare they? I know. So it's like 2020 or something they're going to start this project. Which is weird because, so what, is it 2019 that King of Monsters comes out? Yeah, it got pushed, it got pushed back by like a week. Okay. So it's like a week later next May than it was going to be. I saw it was pushed back and I'm like, okay. And then it was like a very short pushback and I'm like, all right. Is it two years until they even start or two years until they release one? Um, I was not clear on that. I think until they can actually yeah. release one, I'm not sure. I hope that that's how it is, which means that we'll get a Godzilla film in 2019 and a Godzilla film in 2020, which would be excellent. They said they, they wanted to do one like every two year so, or every one year. So, and I'm like, I will happily watch like a new Toho Godzilla franchise movie every year or two. No problem. No, it's very exciting. The thought of getting like new ones, because for so much of the time period that Godzilla films were coming out, oops, oh um, fine, fine, everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> like I would watch them in Blockbuster when I could get them and stuff like that, like at the period of time that I actually became aware enough of like the internet and Godzilla films to actively seek them out and understand like the timeline of it was pretty much like post Godzilla 2000 and Mm -hmm. in kind of like the dead zone. I'm going to save my Godzilla origin story for the, for the Godzilla podcast that we will inevitably do. Yes. Anytime. (laughs) You guys could start like tomorrow (laughs) and it would be fine. I don't think well, I probably have the free time, but I don't know that Alexi does. Yes. That is more difficult, but we can see. That's okay. I'm happy. Time for Two of us kind of don't That's have true. jobs. I'm, I mean, so I'm happy don't try to match waiting our- for, for 
Ghostwatch 2017 to finish up and then that be our next project. I'm cool with that. Well, I mean, like you manage uh, Super Cinema Explosion and Ghostwatch, which is a monthly movie commitment. So you guys could start a monthly kaiju podcast. Yeah, but I need somebody else to do the editing and everything, which is where you come in. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's me. Yeah. I I don't know if I have time to listen to the or watch the movies, but I do have time to Mm. edit a podcast. Take that under um, under advisement, although I may like hopefully be employed at some point in the near future, which will change my time availability significantly. Nah, I think you can still manage uh four out of four hours. You're probably right about that. To like watch a full movie and then spend a bit of time talking about it. Yeah, I think I could fit in a monthly one. Hmm. Yeah. Which is probably for the best anyway. I don't feel like a weekly Godzilla movie review podcast. Uh, I was thinking like bi weekly at best, so yeah. Yeah. At best, yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah, it's a much bigger time commitment. Oh yes. This is probably fascinating for listeners of Ghostwatch 2017. <laughs> I'm gonna cut this all out. Idea. Good call. My, my my time commitment for this is like movie length because I have to watch the episode and then listen to the podcast and yeah. then record the podcast. That's only me who does all that. Yeah. Well then, thank you all for listening, and you can find me on Twitter at Absalar. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Gold Sarcasmium. And you can find me on Twitter at A.M. Peppers. And we're Ghostwatch 2017. Ghostwatch.